shit. DJ Dudes and Bamboo Bam. Let's go. Yo, what's up? I'm your host, DJ Deuce, with my co-host, Bamboo. What's up, Bam? What up, what up, what up, kid? How's everything with you? Uh, Not much, man. I'm good. I'm just, you know what, man? I'm not even going to tell you what I did this weekend, because I didn't do anything this weekend. Well, it is what it is, (laughs) It is what it is. It gets to a point at a certain age, I'm just, shut shut the phone off and relax. You know what I mean? Good. Back to work on Monday. But anyways, man, we got a special show today. Mm Mm-hmm. A great story. I shouldn't say a great story. I should say a brave woman with a story that came out and has a new book. She's from the documentary Surviving R. Kelly. Has right. an author of a book called Jane Doe Number Nine: How mm-hmm. I Survived R. Kelly. Let's get her on, Lizette Martinez. Let's get her on. Hey, Lizette, how you doing? Hi. Hi, Hi guys. So, so we were talking backstage. I just want to hear real quick. So we're talking about COVID, and man, you missed you missed it because you were ready, but not ready. But yeah, she's yeah, got yeah. it. She got it twice. You got what? Yeah. yeah. God really? damn. Twice. COVID, man. But yeah. fuck it, I survived it. So. You, you know what? I mean? It's okay. Are you like? I, I'm a firm believer. You got it twice, but you're like, fuck it. You have to live your life, right? I didn't take the vaccine. <laughs> okay. And you survived. There we go. So you know, you, you know what I mean? I don't know, man. It's not a whole. I don't know. I don't even want to get into that because it's it's gotten to like political. I was gonna say that's a whole nother show. Yeah. <laughs> People in their bullshit. Yeah. People in their bullshit. That's exactly that's a whole nother show. But tell us, like, where were you, like, let's start from the beginning. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Spanish Harlem, in New York. All right. My father was a musician. He's a he's a drummer. And so he grew up in Spanish Harlem with all the musicians that came out of there and we lived there and then we moved to Brooklyn mm. and then we moved to Miami. Okay. Sunny Miami when I was 12. No. And I've been here ever since, but I did move to Martha's Vineyard. That's where I caught the COVID. And then I'm, I was living in LA for a while, but I'm, ba- I'm such a Miami girl though. So I, that was my question between Miami and LA. That's that Miami's the one you're picking. No comment on L.A. <laughs> uh, uh, she's not I sure she's going back. I love in L.A. I love you all. <coughs> L.A. Oh, was for sure. not for me. Like, it was like, uh, it was a hard time. Lonely. T- it's a lonely, lonely place. Mm, mm. Well, big place is lonely, huh? Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Maybe it was the company I was keeping. I don't oh, know. Oh, 100%. Could be. Well, well, sometimes you don't want the wrong company either, right? So yeah, so you better all staying alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and pack and pack your shit and come back to Miami. There it is. There it is. If I had now, one place to pick, that's where it'd be. It'd be Miami. That's hands down. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, now, when you was a teenager, you was in a music group. What was the name of the group, and who inspired you to get into the music? They were. It was an R and B group, and we we had a few names, but the main one was Sweet Sensation. Woo. With a Z. Okay. <laughs> and it was two African American girls and myself. I'm Puerto Rican. Oh. And we had, and we had some great uh, songs, but the manager started to get involved with one of the girls, and my parents were like, that shit ain't gonna work, so you're out the group. Oh. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good story. It's in the book. That's great. That's, great. That's awesome. I was, yeah, I was 15 years old. 
Um, and then I started to sing with Tito Puente Jr. I don't know if you know who Tito Puente know, is. Puente. He's a legend in the in jazz, uh, like Latin jazz, and he's like Celia Cruz. He's like he said, you know, that was yeah. his art. And then uh, that's when I met Rob shortly after. So I was already, look, you know, going after my goal and stuff. So. Yeah. So you're you've been you're in the group. Uh, from what you know, from from all your stories, you're in the mall. You're about 17 years old. Rob, that if people don't know who R. Kelly's first name, it's Robert. Meets you and approaches you in a mall. What did he say? And how were you? Re what was your reaction? Well, the year before, let me just backtrack. The year before, I had gone with that group to see him perform. Okay. So I already, I didn't I didn't I wasn't allowed to listen to his music because you know how his music yeah you know, back then twelve play and all that stuff. My parents were very very strict and they mm. were not perform like they weren't stage parents. They just wanted me to do what I wanted to do. Mm. I just want to get that out there because a lot of people say, oh, where were your parents? And they keep blaming the parents and all this shit. Mm. A predator is a predator, and they know. How oh to yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. and we're teenagers. We know how to swindle the parents teenagers. a little. Yeah, yeah. So sure. I was walking in the mall with some friends. It was just a typical day after school. We used to just go window shop and wait for my best friend to get off work, and then we sheep the shit and do whatever we do. So we're just walking, and I see this guy with like a big cell phone and another like huge, tall, seven foot guy bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, like a whole crew of them. So I was like, wait a minute, I know that guy. Like he that's R. Kelly. And he heard me. Mm -hmm. And my friend was like, You're crazy. What would he be doing at a mall? Hmm. And I'm like in Aventura. And I'm like, No, that's him. Yeah. So then he heard me and he came right back right to me. And then he just gave me a hug and I was caught off guard and yeah. my face was red. You know, I was like nervous because I knew he was a huge artist. And okay. I was a big Aaliyah fan. Okay. Oh, yeah, and, so are we. And so we, I still am. And that's where it started. Okay, okay. Then his bodyguard came. I said goodbye. He, I said, I'm a singer. I'm I'm pursuing my goal and dreams and stuff. And he's, because he said, I'm doing music here. Mm -hmm. and, and he's recording an album at mm -hmm. the Hit Factory. Yeah, it's well Right by my house. And then I said, oh, I know what that is. And we just chit-chat for a little while. Few sec, a few minutes, and then he said, um, "Okay." So then he said, "Bye," and then I said, "Bye," and that yeah. was the end of it. Okay. I thought I was going right away, wait, wait, wait for my girlfriend. <laughs> right, yeah, right. right I can see that. Yeah. Would, who knew I would be talking about this shit twenty something years later? Right. I wish I never went to that mall, but mm. anyway, it is what it is. So the rest of the story is, you know, ah, pretty wow. dark. Yeah, I know, right? It just makes me go like, you know, I. You know, we sent you the questions. You know the questions. And, you know, I, I'm i from Brooklyn. You're from Brooklyn. So I could talk to you like we're home. You know, when that shit started, you know what I mean? What, what was some of that bullshit he was on? You know what I mean? You know? And he, do you yeah. find it difficult to, you know, be in a relationship after the fact? You know? It, yeah, it was just like I was a very innocent girl. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. want to say that. You mm -hmm. couldn't mm -hmm. touch me. You couldn't touch me from the neck down. Right, right. Okay. okay. I was a very Catholic girl. And my like I said, my parents were very strict. But he promised to mentor me and to help me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I 
I met Barry Hankerson with him. Okay. So okay. I we asked him at the dinner, my girlfriend did, who's still my best friend to this day, did you marry Aaliyah? I mean, hmm. you that I can't believe she asked that first of all, because I was so shy. <laughs> I was like, yeah. That shit was on my mind. Well, it's probably everyone's mind, mind, you know. You know, and he said, don't believe everything you read. And then he introduced Barry. He's like, oh, this is her uncle. So we're thinking like, oh, if the <sighs> uncle is here, you mm. know, why would he, why would he, this, this has to be bullshit. So yeah. he believed him. Right, right. Okay. That's, and, it, and you know what I mean? There's a lot like, it's not like, like how it is today, right? With like, you know, everyone has a cell phone and, and cameras and stuff. So a rumor's a rumor really back then. You know, it's yeah, either you believed then. it or you didn't believe it, right? Yeah. So yeah. in I your case, the uncle, together. yeah, the uncle walks in, I'd be like, the shit didn't happen. And it didn't happen. It's not true. Right. You know right. what I mean? So that's I would definitely I 100% put myself in your mm. shoes. And that's what yeah. I would believe. I'm and, and, but do you find it difficult to be in another relationship after the fact? Like, after all this bullshit happened, yeah, like, you know what I mean? After you get out. After all this bullshit happened, I was such an abused woman, a young woman, that I was, my mind was not fully developed to go through all the things I went through that mm -hmm. you can read in the book. Yeah. Um, because the documentary only gave you, like, ten minutes. This That's is right. Like years That's of the story. That's right. And I found someone who was worse, unfortunately. I <sighs> fell into, like, a domestic violence cycle okay and after that i had you know my children i had twins um after that situation i stayed alone for a very long time because i didn't trust anyone mm -hmm. and today no one wants to date me because of it what no mm. Really? It's very difficult. They don't want to be involved in this shit. Is it that is it that they're scared to be like, you know, your sidekick of questions or do you think that they would look like I don't know, like I, I don't know. I, I can't even put myself in that situation. What 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 what's I, the issue? I have no idea because uh before I came out, I never had a problem. I I you know, I stayed alone for many years, but I had meaningful relationships that yeah. were healthy. Mm -hmm. And then Good. once this documentary came out, I was like, I can't, I can't find a date. And exactly. you know, it's all right. Anybody out there want to go? That is correct. We should yeah. find. We should. We if you still have their contact, we should send them the link right now and get them on here and ask them what the fuck the problem is. Oh fuck! <laughs> that would be another show. <laughs> that's the oh. part two. Come that's on. That's, 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 that's a rabbit hole. Down. You don't want us to go down. But that yeah. is correct. Like I just, you know what I mean? Like. No, the, the fact, I I ha, I never had this problem. I've mm. never had this. So problem. So this is right after the documentary. Yes. Wow, that is crazy. Like I was in a relationship, and the guy didn't want to continue. I, we were together like three years, and I I don't know if it was the attention, or mm. the threats, mm. or the near break-ins. You know, oh, yeah. that was going on. You know, a lot of people say they're strong in some aspects, but then. When a shit really hits the fan, you really get to see who they really are. You know, you know what I mean? how I so, think exactly. You know, sorry to talk over you. You know nah, how I, I think that God just has the right person that's going to understand all of this. And that's, that's right, and really. he's going and he's going to be a guy that's be able to make you some pastelas during the hey! holidays. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If he can't do that, he ain't worth your time. You feel me? So you know? I feel you, and so, I love pasteles. You yeah, know how to right. make pasteles? See. I learned, I learned, I learned two years ago. Shit, you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're the shit. I try Dan, to be Dan's cultural. the cook, man. I try Dan's to be cultural. Cook. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta give him awesome. that. 
So, like, you know, once you once you get out of this situation with them, and years later, before the documentary, after, like, all these years, after all the rumors, you know, the, the videos, like, were you never surprised that he wasn't charged before? Well, and when that whole thing was going on in 2008, when the trial, well, yeah. before that, because they, they, they charged him uh, in the early 2000s. That's right. right. And then it went to 2000. I wanted to speak out but i had already moved forward i had a family hmm. um i never wanted to get too much involved in it because I like it. i said i was like starting my life and i wanted to forget about that shit. Dig it. but my parents you know they were like listen you probably should because you have scars from this situation mm. and you are an underage person you are not a, a grown woman who made decisions and even still I'm not bad saying anything bad about the older women like I get it you know what I mean he's a mm. predator and he's mm. an abuser but I was a little kid you know what I mean mm -hmm. but I also what I'm not who I I wasn't who I am then I'm not I wasn't who I am today like That's right. I, I would have come out back then if right. I yeah. would have been the mature person that I am now right however I want you guys to know that the story, the videos were sent by a reporter named Jim DeRogatis, who mm -hmm. I don't know if you know him. He was on the documentary, and he has mm -hmm. been reporting on Robert for 20-plus years. Okay. He's the one that broke the story about the 14-year-old. Mm -hmm. Barry Hankerson reached out to him and said, you better find the girl from Miami, the Spanish girl, mm -hmm. for the trial back then. Okay. And, but they didn't know my last name. Oh. They didn't know where I was. And he said he did a freaking number on that girl. Mm. So you better find her. And, you know, everything happens for a reason. I came out when I had to come out because he's held accountable. Yes. I don't know how I would have felt if I would have come out, put my whole life in a fucking disarray, and the motherfucker walked away. Right. True. Right, right. Because, mm -hmm. like, you understand that here in Canada, you know what I mean, we don't get the the same amount of, like, we'll say media Coverage. attention, yeah. right, than, than what's happening. But then you're watching Dave Chappelle make fun of him. You know what I mean? And then you start looking into what the fuck is going on. You know what I mean? And I, you, I was sickened by that because that was a rape, and there's nothing funny about that. that it, yeah. She but, was a four, she was a 14-year-old. But what's fucked uh, up is is see it, what he did was you can't make fun of that. I get that. But you you right. do understand that he did bring extra attention to yeah, it. Yeah, attention to him. Which was the positive side of the of this joke because I was like why would why would someone piss on something? Like I didn't understand, you know? So yeah. when you looked into it you're like holy fuck. Like if it wasn't really for him making fun of it, I probably would have never caught it. You know, at that right. time, right? I think because so, he's a comedian, he has to do it a certain way. Right. But I really think he was calling him out. That's yes, good. yes, exactly. Yeah, be. yeah. You know, what you, know? you know, he should be. He should be. So, um, you know, how how did this surviving R. Kelly documentary come about? Like, like you know, what? Like you said, they were searching for you for the trial or for the video for this documentary. They were searching for me back in the day when the first charges came out okay. with a 14 year old where yeah. everyone saw the video and then time goes by and i said you know i'm gonna i'm not i'm just gonna go on my life like right. he, you know but then again but then i was starting to read 2018 the, all these articles were coming out mm -hmm. about you know the young women and mm -hmm. the, right. the cult that he had going on going on in his house mm -hmm. with all these young girls and not being able to see their parents 
and and you know the me too movement kind of like gave me some uh feeling that i wasn't alone if i wanted right. to come out that's and right. talk that's about right. this that's situation right. and i yeah. wanted to validate their stories because people weren't believing them and people were questioning the parents and i was like you know my parents were there mm -hmm. the same situation i was a girl trying to be a singer the same situation as asriel clary she was 17 from 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 miami uh, from right. from orlando Right. And so I said, I'm going to speak up. So my story was told on BuzzFeed. Okay. May 15, 2018, my story came out and I called him a predator. And after that, um, his his PR people said that he was broken hearted. And I said, well, I'm life. I'm life broken. Right. Like, Jesus. You know Christ. how long it took me to get. I'm still not over this. Shit. He's trying to like compare himself. As, yeah. As Terrible. So, so I, I, I was just like, that's. I made the right decision because he's still not even sorry. Like he could have just said, I'm sorry, and I'm gonna get help, but you can't. So you're a narcissist. Mm -hmm. Narcissists cannot admit what they do. That's true. But then I was contacted by Lifetime, not Lifetime, the production company called Creative. Okay. And. Um, I just want people to know I made a thousand dollars. I didn't do it for money. I didn't do it for clout. I didn't even ask for money. That's something they gave me for my pictures. Because, oh, okay, okay. You know, for your archives. Right. And I just, you know, the whole situation with the documentaries in the book, that was right. a whole nother mess because Hollywood doesn't protect survivors. They don't, huh? Mm -hmm. they, they don't they, care. It's, it's, no, it's for them, right? It's for the actual movie itself. They don't really give a shit what happens. Because you don't it. know what it is. Like you sit in some, a woman that has, that is, has trauma. Right. First of all, all these women, we're all traumatized. We're mm -hmm. wounded people mm -hmm. by the same person. And you're sitting there and you're going opening Pandora's box and you don't know how that's going to affect the person. So you just tell them, go home and go deal with it. And what about the online bullying? And, and you know, there's protective services for that. Why didn't right. you get that for us? Why mm -hmm. didn't you have a mental health specialist on site to say, stop the interview? The person needs a break. Yes. So yes. I'm calling on Hollywood. I'm calling them out in the book because, you know, Good I have a relationship you. with them. However, I voiced my opinion from the beginning, from the middle and the end and after. It's not okay to profit off of survivors and just fucking tell us go live your life afterward when your life is fucking shit. Yeah. Because you participated hey, in this. Okay. And everybody's rich except us. Like, except you. you know I mean? mm -hmm. And the story's based off you, girl, you women that are on, that's that's been, you know, victimized by this yes. predator. Yes. And, everyone, and these people are actually benefiting from it. That's disgusting. It's absolutely it's disgusting. disgusting. It is. It is disgusting, but you know, I said, I like you said in the beginning, you try to look at the, the good part of things, and yes. like the, what I look at is, the documentary held him accountable. Mm -hmm. If we wouldn't have sat down in those chairs, I believe he would have still been doing this to the day he dies. I think so too. I actually think I think it would have been yeah. He would have if not even it, it, maybe for another little while it would have been more victims, right? And we, there has to be a stop to that. So right. we've talked about some of the negatives, but I want to know if there, was there any positives and other negatives that came out afterwards that after the documentary was aired on Netflix. Well, we were the negative is we were constantly uh, attacked and we went to this to the to the screening of the documentary and his people called in a gun threat or a bomb Fuck. threat. And that's in the book. A lot of so people like his people, is it like his people, like his, t 
team, his crew, or like yeah, his... Yeah, like manager. He was charged Jesus with that. Jesus Christ. Like, we had to be shuffled out of there, and and the police came in, and this. You know, it's like, how much more do we have to go through? Yeah, like, you were also... I heard that you were also attacked on Twitter, that you end up getting rid of your Twitter. I account. got rid of my Twitter. My my Instagram was hacked. I had thousands of followers. I don't really, yeah. I don't really care about that stuff, but my, my kids were like, Mom... Are you crazy? You lost all your time. <laughs> I can see all kids think like that for sure. For sure. Yeah. That is so, crazy. I just want Not only that, they make pages like kill Lizette and kill Asriel. And so kill hold on a sec. So you women have been traumatized by this predator. Yep. And somehow you're the bad guys? We're guilty, 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 and he's innocent. Fucking those worlds lost its mind, man. Well, Big I time. have to say, we also get love. Like, I got a lot of love from OBC. yeah, and Good. like especially the UK. You know, they send notes saying they thank us, and a lot of women send notes saying they wouldn't have left the situation if it wasn't for okay. our story. Good. So I have to think about those things more than the negative. Well, I'll go That's tell good. you a quick That's story. Good. I I I DJed like you know, clubs and weddings and stuff. But I remember this one wedding, someone requested an R. Kelly track and I was always like, ah, you know what I mean? And I pressed play and this lady that sat down for four hours straight bolted right at me and said, what the fuck are you doing? And I said, I totally agree with you. And I took the fucking song off and his shit came off my computer. Cause I, you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. I was so, I was like, fuck, I don't want to play this, but I'm being like, I'm being paid now, right? Mm -hmm. But when someone else had the same opinion as me, she came, She thought I was going to defend. I was like, no, 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 no. I totally agree with you. Let's take this shit off, you know? like, And I was super happy that people, you know, were like, had the same thought, the same vision. Like, fuck this guy. We're not we're not celebrating him in any way. And we're not playing his music. And I was like, I'm cool with that. I was cool. Well, we, were, we had some of the guys on in here. We're talking about some verses and who would be versus, you know, R&B guys. Mm -hmm. And all of us are me not mentioning his name. And Carm mentions... Sucks, but I used to like his music. You know what I mean? And we brought, he brought up the elephant in the room, and it was true. Right. Now, well, fuck him. You know, I don't like to tell people what to listen to because I'm, you know, I'm a singer and I love music. However, what I do try to tell people about him is that when those records were being made, rapes were happening. Mm -hmm. Sexual abuse was happening. Emotional yeah. abuse was happening. Right. So... It's easy for me to separate. It should be easy for you to separate. We, you know, he he does have great catalog. We all know that. Mm -hmm. However, there is something so sinister behind that music okay. that you have to think about that. Yeah, it could have been your daughter. It could have been your. It, it could have been. I, I get it. His whole catalog was based off of something. You, you right, know what I mean? And and music is based off of something, some emotion, something somewhere, you know, you you get your creativity. But, you know, now that the pieces have been put together, that project and what was happening going yeah. together, it's, it's not right. So, I, I, you know, honestly, I think they should take away all his accolades, yeah. take away all his, all that music from him. You know what right. I mean? He well, should... I he shouldn't yeah. get the royalties for that. I think y'all ladies should get the royalties for Thank that. You. you. I think so, too. And, you know, I think it's not for me. Like, I don't really care about things. Hmm. I'm not, like, attached to things and money. Right. I've been good. I've been bad. That's how life is. You're up and mm -hmm. you're down. Right. But I do have a nonprofit, and I have a goal of, you know, building this safe home for women, first in Puerto Rico, because there's a serious issue with domestic violence and women being killed there. 
um, like every 14 days in 2018 or 2019, the woman was being murdered. Mm. And so, I mean, the, during the pandemic, it got worse, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, I would like his royalties to go to that. Per- I'm talking don't. about me personally. Dig it. Dig it. You know, um, and also the artists that, that made money off of, off of these songs. Because the songs are all based on reality. I just mm. want to put that out there mm-hmm. from his mouth back then. I don't write anything. And he doesn't write anything down because he just cannot read. So everything is in the booth and it's just coming off of an idea and the top of his head and what he's going through. Mm -hmm. So everything is based on life. His life. Wow. Because I know I can't listen to this shit without thinking. I can't. I just can't now. That's where I'm at. I'm just like, fuck this. I can't do it. I just, shit's fucked up. I can't do it. I'm not eating jello neither, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) But But during the trial, you know, did did it bring up you know feelings you know did it bring up really really bad feelings for you or very good question because i was going through it um i was i have i have a lot of i get anxiety Mm. and since this whole shit is the worst right but um it's under control today okay (laughs) um but but there were periods where i have anxiety and the periods that i was having the anxiety was during the trial because i was listening to testimony Mm. And um, it was sounding a lot like what happened to me. So you start reliving all that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I was chain smoking and I don't smoke. I mean, I do that little vape thing here and there. Yeah. But the New York Times did a story because I was on I was on hold. I was waiting, waiting, waiting to see if I was going to get to the trial. Mm -hmm. And that was a whole nother ordeal. So what you know, unpacking all of this stuff, the documentary. Okay. But there's so many other things that happen to us that mm-hmm. people don't know. You know, you just you watch the documentary on Netflix, you go to sleep, but we're still living with this shit. Right. That's right. true. That mm-hmm. is true. I just that documentary. Um, I, I I don't know. I judge everything. Bam knows. <laughs> I still think there was they Quick took judge. because because what it was is there's so many women like you were saying. You just got a small portion of it right and i felt like there's missing details to it you know what I mean? after i watched yeah. i was like but but then again it's hard because then it would have been a fucking two season series you know what i mean because mm-hmm. of so many stories but like i was just watching it and i just the first thing i noticed is damn everything just repeats like he's just a sicko that does the same thing over oh, and over oh, to oh, another girl and i was like this is fucking crazy. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm really was impressed because my mom, I made my mom watch it. It's funny. Even before I met you on Instagram, I made my mom watch it like about because of the whole trial and saw she saw it on TV. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, he, she had, he has a do- there's the documentary on Netflix and she checked it out. And when I told you I was having you on, she was like, oh, my God, no way. Like, she was just like, yeah. as if, you know, she was like, like I, she doesn't say much, many good things about him himself. I'll tell you that right now. Give yeah. her a couple of drinks and she'll tell you how she feels about him. But right. but the doc, yeah, no, I, I just figured with the doc documentary and the trial that the emotions, you know what I mean? Because as much as I don't know, we're in that certain generation that we kind of like it's done. Let's move forward. And now it has to be brought back up, right? It has to be thrown back in your face and, and stuff. But how do you feel doing like all these interviews and stuff and re-talking? Do you, does it bring out any emotions in that? Um, you know, I'll say why I wrote the book is because um, that's why I'm doing the interviews. Um, I wrote the book because people asked me to. I A lot of Good. the women had okay. books 
right ready when the doc when the first because there's two documentaries yes but when surviving r kelly one uh premiered i didn't understand that this is a business and i didn't even care to understand that this was a business yeah. i was emotionally really uh hurt by a lot of things and by coming out and reliving all that stuff so i wrote this book because first i want the money for the safe house because that's where my proceeds are going. Mm -hmm. And because I wanted my kids and my daughter and, and this book to live forever so right. that anyone that's going through something, that faced adversity, that faced a family house, that, that shit wasn't right. Mm -hmm. you no, know, I don't talk badly about my folks because I love them. Mm -hmm. However, during that time, there was a lot of things that were wrong. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to make it so bad to help them to get them out of the situation they were in. And mm. I fell into a trap. Mm. And this is why I wrote the book, because I want to help other young women understand what to look for and that, you know what, self-love is number one. And I lost myself. All I right. was a very happy girl. And mm -hmm. then I became a really depressed person, quite frankly, confused. And um, so I don't really, you know, when I do the interviews with you guys, like, I have fun with it now because I'm better. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Two years ago, that. thank you. It, it's you know, it's like people are supporting me, so I feel good about it. 100%. But at the beginning, it was tough. It was a tough thing, and my emotions were all over the place. Okay. But I'm uh, good now. Hey. But on a side question, good. did you ever do an good. interview where where someone asked you something that that was just out of line? Was there ever? I'm just curious. Um, because some people are just clout chasers. You know what I mean? They just want to Well, there see was you. one where I think it was E! News. Fuck them. I'm going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Shooting the shit. Doing the shit. Yeah. There you go. And she was. Uh, she made a comment like, oh, well, why did you stay? And and I'm like, listen, bitch. <sighs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You, don't understand, you didn't do your research. You're just a pretty face standing here, but you have no idea what an abused person, a woman, goes through. Mm -hmm. It's such a cycle. Like, there's women, there's, you probably won't go through a breakup 20 times. You'll, you'll leave, you'll come back, you'll leave, you'll come back. Yeah. It's a cycle of domestic violence mm -hmm. 20 times before you actually leave the person. Mm -hmm. That's not an appropriate question to ask someone. Yeah. You should ask, you should have, you should have said, well, you know what? I'm happy you left when you left. Mm -hmm. you, you have know? your back. Yeah. Exactly. Have my back. Yeah, you know, especially as a woman too. Like, what the hell's wrong yeah. with her? You know what I mean? Like, I told, I, I, I said, I'm stopping the interview. Then good. Wow. good for yeah. you. Yeah, I, I love it because, you know, they think they got the power. They think they control an interview. No, you're not. You know, the only interview, interview only goes because I'm talking. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah, you can shut her down right now. You know, that's exactly you know, it's it. That's simple, you know. I said, I'm out. Work, I just don't understand. We, every guest that we have in here, it's, it's pure respect. You've taken the time to be on our show. You know what I mean? So it's like, respect your people. And the thing is, you did that interview for her. You know what I mean? Like, mm. that's a story. Yeah. Don't don't fucking be rude about it. What's yeah. wrong with people? Like, I I appreciate you guys. You know, I always come into an interview like I feel I'm I, you know I'm not a star. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not nothing. I'm just trying to get the message out there, the right, narrative right. to continue going. You know, um, not necessarily only about him, but about women that are hurting and women of and, men, and men that are hurting because men are abused too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Abuse needs to end. Period. Um, but I, I'm very grateful to be here. You know, yeah, that's yeah. how my attitude is. I'm very grateful. Like grateful is the word that I'd use constantly because I try to stay in that. Mm -hmm. 100%. That's good. That's good. That's good. Now, now talking about when I talked about Mr. Jello, Mr. Bill Cosby, how did you feel when I turned on the news and this 
this this man is walking out of jail after a couple of years of doing decades of of whatever the fuck he was doing. You know what I mean? How, how, how was your emotions when you witnessed or you heard about this story? That was a rough day because uh, I believe the trial was going on too. Wow, wow. So I have a friend, her name is Lily Bernard, and she's a victim of him. And she, she, I, she's a very good friend of mine. And I've spoken to a few of the, the, the victims of his, and okay. they were just totally brokenhearted. Like, I, I, and I'm an empath, so I have to be careful because I take stuff on. Mm-hmm. But that day was a very weird day because then I start, then the women from Surviving R. Kelly, I heard from them. And they said, well, what if that happens to him if he's convicted? So we start, it started to cause a mm-hmm, lot of anxiety mm-hmm. and stress between the, all of us. Wow, I, I can know? imagine, yes. Because I start to think, this motherfucker did that shit. And, mm-hmm. and, all right, and he's out. That's it. It's like, I was like, I turned on the news. And I was like, am I losing my fucking mind? Like, I was just like, what is, they throw people in jail for nothing. But these yep. guys, it's like, yeah. Here you go. You're okay. You just terrorized it everybody. It was a technical, uh, uh, you know, they made a mistake, apparently, mm. uh, the prosecutors, and they found that mistake. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the court system. Unfortunately. Fuck the feelings. Fuck the feelings. Fuck the people, right? Fuck the victims. Right. We yeah. found a mistake, and he's going to get out. That's right. Makes me sick, though. It, it's, I don't know. That's, that was one news. I was just like, oh, man, we dropped the ball on that one. You Big know what time. I mean? It's just, that's, that's just not cool. If, you know what? Again, as a prosecutor, whatever the case may be, learn from that mistake too, because we can't let this happen no. anymore. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so you're telling me, you told me the reasons why you wrote the book. Yep. How long did it take you to complete it from start cool. to finish? Like two years. Oh. Yeah. Long see, time. I've never written a book. I can't even barely write an essay. So that's why I have to ask well, these questions. I, you know, I have a co-writer, but we wrote the book together. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very important for them, my team and myself, that I don't just like let somebody just do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I had to, we had a numerous calls, everyday calls, me journaling, and I and I wanted to like back going back. I wanted to take my time with the book because I wanted to tell the complete story. Good. I wanted to tell the trial. I wanted to tell Lifetime. Mm-hmm. I wanted to tell what happens to a person that comes out. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't mind to make this shit all about him. And yeah, that's absolutely. why people are appreciating the book. I mean, I'm getting five stars all around. Nice. And women and writers and journalists saying they really enjoyed the book because it's my perspective, you know, from the 17-year-old right. till now. Good. Yeah. Good. No, that's cool. That's a cool thing. And the book is now on Amazon, right? Yes. You can buy it on Amazon, paperback, Kindle. And now I, I've been told that from it was the end of November, which is what we're at now, but this will be aired December 5th. And you have the audio book will be also available, right? Yes, the audio book is, and the actress is, I didn't do it, but the actress is really amazing. And the book is an easy read and it's a good story. And I hope people pick it up and share it, you know, with others, give it as a gift or just pass it on to whomever. Right, I agree. Right. Christmas yeah. is right around the corner get, get too. The so, out, you know, so, you know, you know, what advice do you have for young women today that's going through any type of abuse? Like what, what would you, what would you give advice? What you know, you for me, it took me to look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. If you like the person that's looking back at you and mm-hmm. you remember like, this is who I am and this is what I will accept. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you're not because anyone that's abused, anyone that loves you doesn't abuse you. 
Right. You know, this story, this situation of you got to change. I don't like the way you are or mm. you I don't want you wearing this. The control. Mm-hmm. I went through all that shit. The okay. control, the isolation. That's abuse. And yeah. you don't deserve it. Nobody deserves that. Man, female, nobody deserves that. Right. And I want you to know that you are not alone. That we standing with you. I call my people the survivor army because Word. I got your back and I respond. People write to me on Instagram about situations they want to get out of, and I help them, and I get them resources. You're not alone. There Look you at go. yourself in the mirror and tell yourself you love yourself. You're yeah. number one. Yeah, that's facts, You can't people. change like anyone. You can't that's change facts. anyone. That's true. That's facts, people. Understand. Learn. Love. Live. You know what I mean? Hold your shit together. Be Hold strong. Together. You know? Lizette, I'm so happy wow. that we got in contact uh, as soon as okay. I heard about your story. Soon as you know, I, 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 we obviously knew about you from surviving R. Kelly, and you know, we were more than happy when I reached out to Bam about having you on the show. And it was, it's more, it was more, you know, I didn't want to do this one about Robert neither. It wasn't about that. It was about you. We wanted you on about you because you have a story and you have you have a message towards other people that are being abused. And I thought this would have been a great time to have you on shooting the shit with us. So I thought this was great. And the fact that you took time out of your day to be on here, really appreciate it. And that's why me and him get together and we always respect the guests. You know what I mean? We talk our shit. We fucking argue me and him back. Well, let me tell you something. I'm a fan. So now I'm going to be shooting the shit with y'all. I'm telling you. Every once, to come back. every once in a while we have some topics and we get a couple people on and we just debate and argue so if one day you want to get on please i think you just... should do a dating show for me we should... oh shit. how hard would that am... be yeah let's make it happen let's make it happen how hard would it be but y'all be the interviewers oh you oh. see you're in trouble you're in trouble you're in trouble you're in trouble much y'all be the interviewers all right we might have to get you know what we'll get in contact let's do it let's do it that sounds fun to me that sounds levette thank you so much for being on we're definitely we'll talk about the dating show we'll definitely have you back on shooting the shit with us everyone grab her book jane doe number nine how i survived r kelly out on amazon grab it christmas is around the corner there's some gifts. If you don't want to read, at least support because it's going to an oh, amazing cause. Oh, yeah, the cost. audiobook's coming out. So that's okay. it's easy to listen to that stuff. Uh, you know? See, for me, I work I work during the day and I drive, so I love the audio stuff for me. Yeah. For me, it's, it's big. <laughs> Anything with that. So, hey, I got your back. I'm going to cop them all. Don't worry about all it. Right. Thank you so all much. Right. Amazing, okay. guys. Love you guys. Right. Stay right. on backstage. I'll, when, I'll just okay. get the outro. Yeah. We're good. When I start this, when I start this, see you. Gracias. See you guys. See you guys. I'll get some. I'll get some sun to you, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> I know. All right. All right. Bye.